Hello and welcome to the Bear Ash Podcast. I'm Manny. And I'm Chase. And we're here to torture your ears. We are we we smoke cigars, we review them poorly, and we (laughs) read other people's terrible reviews of cigars. And today we are smoking the punch Diablo Brute. Oh yeah. A meat wait, what were the measurements again? Six six and a quarter inches by sixty ring gauge. Oh yeah. And you were just saying we just lit this and you were just saying, Chase, uh you think this is gonna be a strong one, which is what I consistently read across the awful reviews that I found. Yeah. Yep, that's what it seems to be. And I mean looking at it, it is it is a dark, dark cigar. Yep, I don't think I'm using my wife's microphone tonight, and I don't think she's going to be happy with how it smells tomorrow. Oh no, she's not. It's going to reek. <laughs> yeah, and not like cigar. Oh, oh. So, <laughs> how long do you think we're going to smoke oh. this thing? This is a big cigar. Um, I mean, I think this could go for two hours, but I surely hope that we're not going to be recording it for two hours. <laughs> Yes, I don't think so. For the sake of everyone listening. Yes. Um, We'll have to just break it down into thirds, you know? We'll see how strong this is. I mean, you know, I might just have to wuss out and put it down at a certain point. Call it quits, you know? Dang, man. This is a strong cigar, like, right off the bat. (laughs) Uh, Do you want me to read a little... Actually, do I have any stats on it? Did you look up any stats, you lazy, lazy man? Um, I do have some stats, actually. What you got? So who's lazy now? Both of us? You friggin' jerk. Hmm. Um, This is known as the dark side of punch. Um, I do have some stats, because we are smoking the Brute, which is a six and a quarter by 60 ring gauge, the biggest uh, option that they have. That's right. They also have the Scamp, which is six... Point one two five by fifty ring gauge. They also have the Diablos, Diabolas. There we go, which is five and a quarter inches by fifty four ring gauge. So we got the biggest one here. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a um, fermented Ecuadorian Sumatra Oscuro wrapper, mm-hmm. Connecticut binder, and Nicaraguan and Honduran. A Habano Ligero age for four to six years. Punch Diablo is spicy, rich, and full of flavor. It is. That's from their website, by the way. Well, they're correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. Mm. Well, I'll tell you, you said that was a Ecuadorian fermented wrapper? Uh, yes. Very nice oh, no. wrapper. No, 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 oh. no. It is... Uh, Oh, no, yeah. No, it, it's an Ecuadorian fermented wrapper. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Um, yeah, very, very nicely rolled, very tightly rolled. This is a very dense, heavy cigar. And, uh, yeah, it's the uh, biggest cigar I've smoked in a while. I went to the store today. We thought we'd have a third, you know, our first guest on the show. But, you know, he ended up canceling. No big deal. And they were out of Punch Diablo, so I tried to get him something equivalent in size. So I got, uh, in case he did show up, I had an Arturo Fuente, what is it called, the Royal, which is a little bigger than the Double Chateau of the Arturo Fuente Sun Grown line. Oh, yeah. So it's up there. It's up there in size. 
Mm. Um, a lot of reviews on this. I have an interesting fact that I learned today. <clears throat> yes, sir. From someone who yelled at me and said, what do you think? This is my first day. <laughs> that would be Kevin at Dewey Ave. Um, <laughs> so <clears throat> I asked him if he had any of the Punch Diablos. And he said, no, actually, we're all out. And I guess they've had some issues with distribution because of COVID and whatnot. Um, but he said, you know, interestingly enough, this is a really old line. This is an old blend from Punch. This is a 15-year-old uh, cigar blend that they've had out for a while. But, you know, it didn't do that well. So they got rid of it. And then they re I think they reintroduced it or at least like did some remarketing stuff. And here's, I found out why. So it's a federal law. It's it's FDA that has those regulations on, like, getting a new blend of cigar approved. Is this a new law? Uh, I think as of 2016 or 2017. I, I had it up earlier. I was reading it, reading up on it. Um, but from what I understand, it, it's got a, it's. I think it's the FDA law. I know New York also has a lot of strict laws. But the FDA has put restrictions on cigar manufacturers that if you're introducing a new line or a new blend of a cigar i don't i I don't know what the process is it's some exorbitant amount of money um it's like some crazy some crazy venture to introduce a new line of cigar now so so stupid it is uh (laughs) so for this one since it's 15 years old it was grandfathered in therefore they can kind of like make this new pitch to sell punch diablos even though it's an old blend and not have to pay the government millions and millions and millions of dollars it's not a bad idea Mm-hmm. and i mean it is a good cigar to bring back this is delicious yeah what do you think so far um it's too first strong of all, it's too strong it's, for it me, hurts my it hurts my oh, palate oh it hurts my soul um, I am pairing the cigar with a uh, Devil's Backbone. I thought that was appropriate for the Punch Diablo. <laughs> uh, but Devil's Backbone Vienna Lager, which is a uh, brewery here in Virginia. I believe it's right outside of Charlottesville. But uh, anyways, this is kind of our go-to beer nowadays, the wife and I. Um, which Mild toasted and caramel notes. Um, which the mild does not go with the cigar, but the sweetness of this beer, it's slightly sweet, um, goes very well to kind of tame the flavors of the cigar down. You're not much of a beer drinker, though, are you? Um, I'm not, unless I find something that I really like. And then I just have to, I just have to be careful how much I drink, not because I'm an alcoholic, but because I'm a goutaholic. Uh, yep, yep. Yep. I'm addicted to the gout, you know? Can't get enough. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, but man, this cigar is spicy. Mm-hmm. Finding it pretty spicy. I mean, it's. I mean, here, hold on, hold on. Let I me re- take a good puff. I really like it. I'm gonna say that. It's not too strong. Not yet. No. Who oh. knows what's gonna happen? Oh, there's no creaminess on the cigar when smoking it, but when you retro, it becomes creamy. I think it's creamy. Here, let me retro it for you. That is very good. I did it right that time. That is very good. Yeah, well, I was told by a uh, listener that I spoke to yesterday that uh, the last episode you also properly... Um, uh, wh- wh- why am I blanking? Retrohaled? What is <laughs> Thank wrong you. with you? And you spoke Look, to a listener? Been... You broke the fourth barrier? You're supposed to be like an OnlyFans page or a cam girl. You don't talk to them. 
Um, well, I mean, he was a friend prior to us doing this podcast here, Manny. Well, you still got to pay you to take your pants off. Um, <laughs> well, I do that for free every night before I go to bed. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. all right. Um, but anyways, this is a good cigar. It is a strong cigar. I don't think it's too strong, but it has a lot of flavor to it. Um, I kind of feel like it's the kind of cigar that's going to ramp up as we get into it a little bit more. So we'll see how that goes. Honestly, I'm not a, typically a huge punch fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that every punch that I've smoked is kind of just like, nah, yeah, it's good, but it's just kind of like the same thing throughout the entire stick. Um... That I feel like this might give me something a little different, you know. Uh, I like punch cigars. I always have. I don't. I mean, you know, they have like some standard lines and some cheaper lines of cigars, but pretty much every punch I've had, I've liked. Yeah. Um, and be, yeah, this would be really good with like a just a black coffee. See, I don't think so. Maybe that's because maybe that's because what I'm pairing it with. Um. Oh, I feel a burp coming. Uh-oh. Uh, <clears throat> I think, well, when I paired this, you know what? Hold on. I got to go outside and get the bottle. It's getting cold in the snow. Hold on. Well, don't, this don't is, start the podcast without me. This is very convenient for Manny to just leave a recorded episode that we are recording currently. All right. I got the bottle. Nice. I hope that none of that other stuff came through. <laughs> I've got a... Uh, okay. So, this is, believe it or not, another wine that I'm pairing this with. I know. Wow. Everyone's so so amazed. I'm going to hear all about it on the social medias. So, this is from a, a Seneca Lake, uh, New York winery called Seneca Shores. This is their Royal Red, get this, Sweet Table Wine. Ooh. And I got to say, yeah. I'm normally not a sweet wine fan but this goes really well with the cigar right now. Oh, yeah. Right. I can see that. I'm keeping this that. bottle cold in the snow. Yeah, well, I mean, here, the, I mean, I don't know what the temperature is right now, but I'm out here in the uh, shop with only a flannel. I mean, I have pants. Don't get too excited. But uh, pants and a flannel. Um, and, of course, my uh, true-to-myself attire of Crocs. And I'm comfortable out here. So I got, it's, like, just a little brisk. And that's why I was like, you know what? I could really go for a beer in this nice brisk, brisk weather. And also, I just felt like, you know, Devil's Backbone paired great with the Diablo. Yeah, and you have a lot of body hair, so, you know, you stay pretty warm generally. Yeah, I mean, typically I do. And, and I've got a lot of uh, blubber, as some would call it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You could render that down if you ever needed to in a bind. That's, that's, that's very uh, Hannibal Lecter of you. Hmm. So, did you did you find any... Actually, let me see. Can you pick out any flavors of this cigar? Chase? Um, I do feel like there is some cacao. Um, like kind of like a bitter chocolate taste. Um, I do stand corrected. It is creamy, even without retrohaling it. Thank you. Um, you know, like tar and woodsy earth. <laughs> <laughs> tar huh? um uh i will get into this when i read my review but uh it's mentioned several times the flavor of cumin which i do not taste <laughs> oh you mean common yeah no i mean cumin 
Uh, definitely don't taste that. How the hell would no. someone taste? That doesn't make any sense. Not at all. No. I've got some. I've got a great review for you. <laughs> Somebody, these two guys. Do you want me to get right into it? Dude, just dive right into it, man. <laughs> so, okay. How did I get a? How did I go down this rabbit hole? So this this blend has been around for a while. Maybe they didn't reintroduce it because some of these things that I found were from like a few years ago. But <clears throat> apparently, have you heard of this YouTube channel? It's very small. I mean, way bigger than us. <laughs> but have you heard of a YouTube channel called It's either Smoke and Lead or Smoke and Lead? I'm not sure which. Um, I have not. So I was confused. They do cigar reviews, but I'm still not sure why it's called Smoke and Lead. I think it's Lead because I su- I assumed that meant maybe they're into guns. You know, shooting lead, but I don't think there's any gun stuff on there. Um, I tried watching a video of them smoking. What were they smoking? Oh, the brother of the leaf from Drew Estate. Yeah, baby. So it's two guys, and I, dude, I can't help it. I'm such a hater. Um, <laughs> they were they were very slow, very awkward. They had one. They were like facing the same camera, like real close to each other. These two dudes. Uh, although they're probably better than us at this, but here's what they tasted throughout. This is the, this is the. Oh yeah, this is for the Punch Diablo. This was their comments on the Punch Diablo. Um, they tasted cow dung. Oh, it was very spicy, and they didn't like it because of the overpowering cow manure flavor. Oh. They said it is not good tasting tobacco. They valued it at a dollar fifty or less. Very bitter, but they liked the band. Really? And you said yeah. these guys might be better than us at this? <laughs> well, honestly, I was not at all entertained by the YouTube video that I watched. Um, so, you know, maybe hmm, not. I can see a little cow dung in the retro. <laughs> <laughs> One guy was like, yeah, I grew up on a farm, so, you know, I know what this, I know what Commodore so, smells like. So this trust is me, I know what it tastes like. <laughs> I've definitely tasted my share of cow dung. <laughs> what an interesting, so they clearly didn't like it. Like, that wasn't like a perk to the cigar experience. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. They hated it. Um, although I wonder, like, if they, if they, if it t- really did taste like that, that has to be like a storage issue, like too humid or something right yeah it's probably just all moldy in there <laughs> <laughs> just smoking straight up mold um oh here it is yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. i mean it does it does have a little little tanginess to it a little but i tang. would not at all comp- <laughs> i would not at all compare that to cow dung <laughs> but it definitely has a little tang um, so there's a Instagram page called Badass Cigars for Life. Or no, Badass, sorry, Badass Cigar Life. Okay. <laughs> um, cross, he's smoking a punch Diablo. Crossing over to the dark side this evening. He oh, describes boy. it as strength, bold. Average smoking time, one to one and a half hours. Oh, Flavor. Shoot. Peppery. Spice, roasted coffee beans. Mm-hmm. And then he adds a cool feature. Recently re released old boxes were pretty cool, but couldn't stack due to the Diablo logo. 
has lofty white fragrant smoke. <laughs> it's the purchase location. Ask around. The price was between eight and twelve bucks a stick. That's Buy a box, you won't regret it. Well, unless you want to stack those boxes. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll oh. regret it instantly. <laughs> um oh my gosh, what happened to these? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. So apparently boobies are a big selling point for punch cigars. So on the Instagram, I saw lots of boobies. And then here are some of the comment. Here, let me send you this picture. <laughs> so I hope you can it's appropriate, man. So you can see. No, no, no. So, so what happens is this place, this tobacco outlet, will post uh, a picture, uh, a scantily clad woman, and then all these other dudes sexually harass her on the comments. And well, it's not sending. I'll just read it to you. Which, which, I, which I find to be a common. A common theme among cigar smokers that are also on social media. <laughs> Sexually harassing women or women looking for cheap validation from strangers? Um, all of the above. <laughs> all right. So the, so anyway, there's this girl who you know clearly wanted her boobs in the photo. She's holding up a Punch Diablo. Here are the comments. <laughs> I, I can't even pronounce that username. One just says, Hi! 13 Jim says, she's cute, and then rock and roll hands. Adrian Green, 81, says, oh my damn, heart heart eyes and smiley face. Oh, gosh. Ezzy Adaban, who has a picture of him and someone else in his profile, says, I am crazy for you, heart, heart, kissy face. <laughs> Dirty Woods Brewing just sent a picture of flames. My Har six five nine just sent a bunch of licking tongues. Wait, this is on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, and Drew's Baloo says sexy. <laughs> I always I have a few, a few friends on Facebook. Not that they're inappropriate pictures, but you know they'll share pictures of themselves, like they get their new hairdo. You know, or hair done, I apologize. But, uh, you know, just looking nice and fancy or whatever. And put a selfie up. And it's always surprising to me how many, like, weird dudes. Like, and these are, like, women who are, like, married and have kids. And have their kids and their husband as their friends on Facebook. <laughs> and weird dudes will just hop on and be like, you're looking good. Want some of that. And I'm like, what's, what's wrong with you? <laughs> So there are plenty of those, plenty of uh, of women on one of these tobacco pages that kept posting Punch Diablo and then a bunch of weirdos commenting. Here's another picture. I am going to send this one to you. Um, tell me, tell me when you get it. <laughs> There's some really funny comments. Uh, so, all right. Uh, so on another post. Someone posted a picture of Punch Cigars. Um, Punch Cigars actually commented and said, Hmm, you may be a bodybuilder, but I don't think you can handle the spice this heavy. <laughs> well done, Punch. Well done. Uh, someone said, Ouch, do you need some cream for that sick burn? Oh. Uh, is the uh, picture that you sent me the Punch Diablo with the firearm? Yeah, yeah. So I found some good gun pairings, I guess. Yeah. Uh, someone posted there. What is the? What are we looking at here? A Glock. 
He's had some cheap custom work done to it. He's got a light on it. He's got an unnecessary red dot sight. Um, and then, uh, you know, appears to, he just took a photo of that next to his Punch Diablo cigar. So he's going to go walk around with his gun and smoke his cigar. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah, it's really cool. And he probably <laughs> left several of those comments. <laughs> yeah, he probably is the type of dude. Just oh, that yeah. Kind of guy. Stunning, amazing. What a beauty. Yeah. <laughs> I got a gun. Want to hang out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, true stars, you know? Yep. Um, that's that's what I got from the old Insta. There's plenty nice. more, I'm sure, but I couldn't handle much more of it. I was going to lose my mind. Oh, baby. Well, I have a review if you want to hear it, Manny. Sure. It's got to be bad, right? Um, I mean, let's just let it speak for itself, you know? Okay, I'm ready. Um, this is by our good friend, whom we've never met and who doesn't know that we exist. Yeah. Um, by the name of Coonheed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we're skipping some of his stuff. But appearance. Actually, no, we're skipping appearance, too. Great. Um, smell the glove. That's spinal aromas, tap. Aromas are very mild. Cream, black pepper, espresso, cedar, barnyard, earth, wind, barnyard. and leather. Wind? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <Smelled> wind <laughs> in there. And leather and black licorice with just a touch of cocoa and raisins. That's like The cold everything. draw presents flavors of cumin, malt, barnyard, almonds, black pepper, what? and some peppermint. Oh, what? That's in the cold draw, so maybe maybe we missed something. Oh, I guess. I didn't take the time to do that. First third. The draw is tougher than I thought, so I grab my perfect draw cigar poker and tool product placement and remedy the situation in just a couple pokes. A rush of flavors pile in. Oh. Black pepper, creaminess, black cherries oh. covered in chocolate, malt, <laughs> cedar, licorice, Indian spices. <laughs> Hey, Raisins, <laughs> mint, and smoked meat. <laughs> <laughs> I've had these sticks marinating naked in my humidor for three months. Oh my. Apparently, I've hit pay dirt. Hmm. Don't make me eat those words. <laughs> what? This is a heavy cigar. It hangs from my open maw like a dog with a very big bone. <laughs> uh. <laughs> It is packed to the hilt. Therefore, like, I'm on a long journey like, before this baby dies. I don't like how he talks or writes. Strength hits medium, full like a rocket. Yeah. A nice salty caramel finish arrives in the scene. It really slams home the creaminess. You're just, I'm not even joking. This is this is his words. Say, you're making this up at this point. <laughs> well, I'm not much of a punch fan. This blend is surprising me with a <laughs> bushel full of flavor components and complexity. It smokes like a much more expensive stick. The creaminess is out of this world. The rest of the gang of flavors follow exponentially. The balance between sweet and savory is on the money. Then it dawns on me. AJ. So he just gets into, he must have a man crush on A.J. Fernandez, oh. who is the blender and right. owner of Punch. Right. 
Um, so hold on. Here we go. Let's skip down. Cause, oh, that is boring. <laughs> he does. He does mention that he likes. Oh no! Here we go. I'm gonna read this. <laughs> um, when in truth, from my sources, he's an arrogant little prick. This ain't no closely guarded industry secret. He's an arrogant little prick, but I love the way he walks. <laughs> He's talking about AJ Fernandez. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I, I felt like that was worth the read, but we're going to scoot down to the second third. Uh. This is a good cigar, enveloped by a more than decent complexity, tasty transitions, and a mighty fine finish. The balance is important as it meets the criteria for my palate. Just a lovely blend. Actually, the Punch Cigar is better than most of the other more expensive brands who have fixed the AJ moniker. To their limited blends. Can I just um, tell you real quick? Yes. Uh, AJ Fernandez. <laughs> then I have a great sentence for you. Okay. Well, before you get there, AJ Fernandez, if you look him up, looks like a fat Woody Harrelson. Does he really? Yeah. Okay, continue. All right. Smooth, but the strength remains at medium to full, but without any harshness or too peppery. Balance. Have I mentioned that? The construction is just fine. The burn needs no help from me. The draw is good. A sip of water and my pants explode. <laughs> <laughs> I get green goo all over the carpet. What the heck? <laughs> the cat will lick about? it up later with his 5 p.m. martini. <laughs> what is he talking about? He must have been sipping on a martini or something. <laughs> a green martini? Apple teeny? <laughs> <laughs> Probably sounds like it. <laughs> The cherries and the raisins and the caramel and the dark chocolate and the Supreme Commander are the Supreme Commander, is what I think he meant to say. He's like Slimer. Of the creaminess and the licorice are screaming laughter. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. I'd like a little more malt, please. Oh, God, Proud Mary is on. At last count, I believe I've had to play that song. I don't even know what he's talking about at this Proud point. Proud Mary. Yeah, it's a song. He gets into the Almond Brothers. Okay. Um, last third. Haven't declared this for a while. Flavor bomb. This blend is smoother than the gel in my depends. <laughs> smoother than waxing my legs. What? <laughs> he says, yeah, right. he says, smoother than waxing my legs before sex. Dot, dot, dot. With a woman. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah, right. Or small exotic nocturnal animal. Hedgehogs like to whimper uncontrollably. Okay, I'm going to skip the rest of that. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I'm telling you, it's never a dull moment with good old Coneed. He's just like on pills, shooting from the hip, writing whatever. Mm -hmm. have to, having to say like, oh, oh with a woman. With, I'm definitely with a woman. When I <laughs> shave my legs, it's with a woman. Oh, he even gets into talking about his mother. Ew. <laughs> yep. Whimpering at night. He talks about pugs. Um, and then after he talks about pugs and then Milwaukee women, I believe another couple months of humidor time will turn the punch Diablo into Rodan. Rodan? That's how he finishes his uh his review. Rodan? The animal from Godzilla? I don't know. What yep. the hell is he talking about? 
How is that a cigar <sighs> review? Uh, I don't know, but uh, I was trying to look through the comments. Wow. And no, and no one seems to think that any of this is an issue. <laughs> <laughs> Until Kel says, hedgehogs now, holy poop, with another word. Oh, What's with you. you and the animal sex lately? Should I be worried about your cat? I would expect that having sex with a hedgehog could be tricky. What kind of web page oh. are you looking at, dude? <laughs> dude, this is just his his normal cigar review webpage, man. You might not want to revisit the I mean, page. <laughs> I also don't want to necessarily call it normal. Are you on like the USA Women's Gymnastics Coaches Team's website? No, I've been watching Mr. Robot on uh, Amazon Prime, so I'm I'm on the dark web now. Uh, Silk Road. Yeah, that's right. Huh. Weird review. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're very welcome. I figured anything I could do for a nice, a good quality, very descriptive review of how the cigar tastes. <laughs> you know, good, accurate picture of what this cigar is like. Great job, Coneheed. <clears throat> so, it's I will K-O-H-N-H-E-D say. K-O-H-N-H-E-D for anyone who wants to go and just take a look at how wonderful this man is. Oh, yeah. He's got some good stuff up. Yep. If you like laughing at people, that is, which I do. Yeah, I typically don't. You know me. <laughs> so anyway, um, I was going to say, the cigar is smoking a lot faster than I thought it was, or I thought it would be. This is like, I've already, I'm already like an inch and a half uh, in. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I'm about an inch and a half to the band. Well, so you're even a little further than me. Yeah, well, it's, that's typical. All right. Uh, in life do you i have another review i don't have to read the whole thing it's not gonna be anywhere near that weirdo that you were reading but uh, <laughs> what's the point in reading it then <laughs> i can i can tell you what what flavors he pulled out of this cigar yeah um he uh, here's his i'll just go to the summary uh flavor profile cream fruit maple syrup natural sweetness pepper spice Toasted Caramel. Summary. Overall, the Punch Diablo Brute delivered some decent flavor and aromas, starting with a peppery spice and evolving into more of a natural sweet core, layered with notes of fruit, cream, and spice. Where the cigar looses, I think he meant to say loses, uh, serious points, is in the canoe-like burn that required a touch-up. Oh, Manny, I was no joke just about to touch up my burn. <gasps> oh. um, apparently, well, now this doesn't make sense to me. Because this person says the Punch Diablo line is expressed in three different Vitolas. But wouldn't so that... Make- right, a Vitola is its own shape and its own blend. Right? Uh, I, th- I think a Vitola is like a... Almost like a limited edition, isn't it? Uh, so my impression of a Vitola is that that cigar only comes in that shape and that size for that blend. So, like, you know, Drew Estate has a bunch of those. Uh, uh, I'm drawing blanks here. But, like, the L40, for example, is a Vitola. Because um, you can't get an L40 in any other size other than a Lancero. A cigar factory term for, sorry, a cigar factory term for a cigar shape. Robusto and Corona are two examples of Vitolas. Oh, so I just, I just got my, I got my vocab wrong is what you're saying. 
Uh, I mean, you're not necessarily wrong. Okay. Uh, anyway, he says it comes in three Vitolas. The Scamp, the Diabolus, and the Brute. And I'm going to skip the pre-light examination. Sounds creepy. Here, here, really quick, Manny, because we'll forget this. Okay. According to SpanishDictionary.com, in terms of cigars, it literally means cigar ban. However, it is used in the cigar business. Vitola is a cigar factory term for cigar shape. Corona, Longsdale, Torpedo, Robusto, etc. Are, are the names of different Vitolas as they apply to the unique description of a cigar shape. Therefore, two cigars of the same Vitola would have similar measurements and forms. Okay. Just just wanted to clear it up, that's all. Alright, I mean, I'll go with that. That's fine, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to read the rest. This is pretty boring. Wow, thanks. You're welcome. Thanks for bringing that one to the table. You are welcome. Thank you for bringing that one to the ashtray. Uh, I mean, I got this plenty still of delicious. Movies. I know, this is pretty good. My ash just fell off onto my lap. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got that ash on my <laughs> yeah, lap. Explosion, explosion in your pants of ash. That ash exploded all over my, my lap. Um. <laughs> uh, so, okay, if I were to try and pick out specific flavors. Let me see here, let me see. Yep. Ooh. You know, it's really good. It's not too strong, but it has, like, that real, like, kind of, like, charred flavor. Like burnt molasses, but it's really good. Like smoked meat? Uh, no, not like smoked meat. <laughs> um, there is smoke coming from the cigar, but it does not taste like smoked meat or smell like smoked meat. No. Um, yeah, it would be good with a coffee, but I like that I have this sweet wine because I think a coffee would almost bring out like the bitterness a little more. It's a little bitter, and it's well blended. But It's almost I, bitter like a cow pie. Yeah, it's like, you know, you ever go near a farm and huff in that fresh, hot diarrhea manure that's sprayed all over <laughs> oh, the fields? Yeah. Yep. Like, could could a lazy farmer be any more obnoxious to the neighbors within a one-mile radius? Like, you can get regular manure, or you can get that spray diarrhea that, like, is already somewhat processed just to save you, like, a little bit of time and effort. It's disgusting. <laughs> what? Are you... <laughs> you know that hot diarrhea smell? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I didn't exactly. know that we were... Didn't know that we were, had another segment of why we hate farmers. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I could go on and on about why I hate farmers. Is that a new segment? Don't get me started on daylight savings. That's good. It is. It has not really changed in flavor. At least I feel like it hasn't, but it's still really good. My, It's not as strong as I thought it would be upon first light. Yeah, me neither. Kind of reminds mm. me... Nope, nope. It doesn't. It, well, I think just because of the size, it reminds me of, like, what are those series are? The La Gloria Cubana? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that, but that's a much cheaper cigar. This is much uh, tastier and more well-blended, I think. Yeah. And more full-bodied, too, in this bad boy. Yes, yes, yeah. Those are, like, medium-body cigars. I would say this is, like, a medium-to-full-body cigar. Yeah. Yep. Ooh, that retrohale is still nice and creamy. Oh, he does say there's some pungent chocolate and nut aromas. Oh, nice. So you are still reading his review. I was just I was just going <laughs> through the pre-light 
evaluation <laughs> that he did. Oh, so you, you did mention that you have some news for us, Manny. What is this news? Oh man, you know the world does not stop giving us things to laugh at ever. Yeah. Um, and I have been thoroughly entertained lately by Rochester politics. Uh, if you care to do any reading, it's pretty outrageous. Aside from that, I skipped all that news. And let me bring you up to speed here. Let me catch you up on the state of our union, so to speak. Please do. All right. I hope it involves how not to save animals again. Hmm. Well, Providence, Rhode Island. Animal rights protesters pepper spray <laughs> shop workers. <laughs> okay, Providence, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just keeping it lit. Uh, animal rights activists protesting outside a poultry shop in Providence threw fake blood and used pepper spray on workers, police said. A group of about a dozen protesters gathered, protesters gathered outside... Antonelli Poultry Company on Saturday and wrote phrases such as, quote, don't hurt animals for anything in chalk outside the store, police said. Workers confronted the activists and the protesters deployed pepper spray at them before fleeing. (laughs) 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 Police said they are looking for the protesters who could face assault charges. Oh, Um, gosh. Hmm. Interesting. Man, that you know why they ran, right? They're all malnourished. Yeah, I was going to say, they probably didn't run very far. <laughs> they don't want that heat from, like, normal people that want to fight them. You can probably find them, like, you know, in a local yoga studio or a health food market. They probably fled there. Probably. Or Starbucks. Whole Foods. <laughs> Dude, what would you do if you were just doing your job and a bunch of skinny hippies, like, yelling at you for doing something that's totally normal and then pepper sprayed you in the face? First of all, how did they, yeah. how did they not catch them? Well, I mean, they're all pepper sprayed. You got these guys all hopped up on chicken meat, and then these people starving to death outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'd catch them on pepper spray. I'd be so angry. Yeah, they jumped in their Priuses and stealthed out of there with their electric mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, you want another one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh. Right. This is from. That's. I'll save that one. That's not as interesting. All right. Woman, ninety-five, dies in dog attack at home of animal activist. <laughs> this takes place in Suffield, Connecticut. This shouldn't, this shouldn't be so funny. Mm-hmm. In Suffield, Connecticut, a ninety-five-year-old Connecticut woman has died from injuries she suffered when she att- she was attacked by a dog at the home of a former lawmaker who is also an animal rights activist. Authorities say Janet Dialio Dialio of Enfield was found with life-threatening injuries Wednesday and brought to Massachusetts Hospital. She was visiting a home in Suffield when she was bitten. The address disclosed by police is the same address as the home of animal rights activist and former state state representative Annie Hornish. Authorities say the four-year-old male pit bull, oh, dangerous breed. The four-year-old pit bull, <laughs> the four-year-old male pit bull, and pointer mix has been quarantined pending further investigation. Pending a COVID test. Yeah. <laughs> Suffield Police Chief Richard Brown <laughs> says officers will investigate the dog's background and what prompted the attack. <laughs> what are they? Is he traumatized or his drug drug history? He says the Hornish family 
had the dog for several months and police hadn't received any complaints. Well, there you go. That's that's the whole news article. And that was on an animal rights uh, activist webpage, which sometimes has the best news. <laughs> Why would they even put that on there? I don't know. You know, it just paints a bad picture for an already dangerous breed of dog. That's right. <laughs> just kidding. Oh. Um, you want another one? Let's do it. All right. This one is going to piss you off. When I read the title... I got very upset and felt like I needed to do something anti-animal to counteract their efforts. So you mean like you like eat something or kill something or exactly or both? Yeah, both. Um, so eat it, kill is, it, and post it. <laughs> <laughs> a day after the New York City Council voted to ban the sale of fragois, Animal rights activists sued the biggest U.S. distributor of the French delicacy for alleged inhumane treatment of ducks. Voters for Animal Rights, a New York-based nonprofit, filed the lawsuit in Brooklyn Federal Court late Tuesday. I'm sorry, late Thursday. Activists accused Union... uh, Union is the name of the company. New Jersey-based D'Artagnan Incorporated and D'Artagnan LLC of, quote, deceptive marketing and advertising of fragois products made from fattened (laughs) duck livers. Which, by the way, dude, D'Artagnan makes great stuff. And also, have you ever seen a video of ducks eating for the purpose of prepping them for foie gras? Yes. Have you ever seen ducks naturally develop foie gras livers just by living their own damn lives? Yeah, well, also, I think it's important to note that if you see a video of it, it doesn't look like that they're being tortured in any way. (laughs) Nope, it doesn't. It looks like that they are... More than happy to open up their mouths and take down that big old syringe of extra food. (laughs) It looks good to me. And also, it's a natural process. They're supposed to get fatty liver in order to migrate and survive the migration. Um, The company says uh, birds at two farms outside New York City are fed in a humane way through a plastic tube workers slip down their throats. About two hours north of the city, the Hudson Valley, Fragois, and La Belle collectively raise... 350,000 birds a year selling the livers for about $15 million plus duck byproducts. Each worker feeds hundreds of them a day, squirting soft corn based feed into each one through a beak every eight hours. Uh, D'Artagnan brutal. (laughs) D'Artagnan issued a statement late Friday calling the lawsuit frivolous. Um, They said if their concerns are truly with animal welfare, welfare, they should focus their efforts on large factory farms where there are real concerns. We're confident that the justice system will see this lawsuit for what it is. Uh, Man, that's really, that upsets me. I like D'Artagnan. I think they stand for what's right, and I love Fragois. There's actually a picture of a dude feeding the ducks here on the the article here. They look happy to me. (laughs) Yeah, how could they not be? And they look pretty delicious. I mean, I'd say the only defense that they have is that they're only feeding them like that only every eight hours. True. They should be feeding them more. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I'd, I'd go for every three. <laughs> All right, you ready for my last animal rights story? Let's hear it. Colorado woman spends $10,000 to save her beloved pet chicken's life. <laughs> Don't laugh, no. dude. Okay. It's a human, or not a human, it's a, it's a living thing just like you and me. Yeah. Yeah, this lady looks like a chicken lady. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? She ha- Well, okay, she has chicken earrings, she has green glasses and dyed red hair, wearing a blue bandana, and she looks a bit overweight. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. All right. Chicken lady. She said, oh, okay. I told my husband, if Blue doesn't make it, you might as well dig a hole big enough to put both of us in. I just don't know if I can handle life without her. Oh, my. You want me to read this? Yes, please. Okay, all right. Well, let me keep this burn in here. Now, this is someone that you, everyone should be able to laugh at. And I got a good story after this. So, sometimes a person's love for their pet can overcome any obstacle or financial hurdle. For Salita Nothnagel of Colorado, her two-year-old chicken named Blue is invaluable. She not only feeds it human food, but but she lets it sleep by her side. Now she spent what, what the ten, heck does that mean? Human food. She just like lets it poop and pee and lay eggs all around her. <sighs> so, she says. Uh, uh, the article says Nothnago routinely dresses Blue up in a heart-embroidered dress and matching diaper. <laughs> she and Blue go on outings to stores like Joanne Fabric, makes sense, and Home Depot together. Nothnago even feeds Blue foods like strawberries, cheese, watermelon, and Pop-Tart crusts. Mm-hmm. She's awesome, Nothnago said. She really enjoys being held. Wait, 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 wait. For the record, mm-hmm. if she's often feeding her chicken. Pop tart crust. That means this grown adult woman sits around just eating the inside of pop tarts. Looks about right. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> it looks like it fits. Like a like a toddler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, that chicken pride tastes delicious. Oh yeah, it's probably got a nice fatty liver. Oh yeah, frog white chicken. <laughs> She's awesome, Nathanagel said. She really enjoys being held. She would just lay in my lap and close her eyes and start purring and just kind of melt. Oh, gosh. There's another with another picture of her looking dorky with her chicken in a tree next to her. In March 2020, however, Nathanagel's feathery friend suddenly fell seriously ill. <sighs> Nathanagel's concerns began when Blue started growing ornery and hesitant to cuddle. The bird started sleeping more than usual, and its breathing began to sound strained. She couldn't breathe, Nothnagel recalled. It was scary. All all night on my pillow. (laughs) Uh, According to People, Nothnagel's experience as a formal veterinary tech made her fear the worst. Like the magazine or like locals? Experience as a form. uh, I don't know. Uh, She thus paid for x-rays, blood tests, ultrasounds, and echocardiogram in order to figure out what was wrong. Um, Ultimately, tests performed in October confirmed that Blue had a congenital heart defect. The chicken was suffering from a patent ductus arterius, which highly impedes heart development and the health of surrounding blood vessels, making it extra delicious. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. The experimental surgery on this chicken would cost Nothnagel $4,000 to try, but she was ready to do whatever it took. She's my my soulmate, Nothnagel explained. I told my husband, if Blue doesn't make it, you might as well dig a hole big enough to put us both in. Can you imagine being her husband? She's just the coolest bird. Oh, they have a picture of it on the operating table? That is hilarious. (laughs) That is awesome. The, the surgery took place on November 10th, and because chickens don't have an anatomy suited to traditional open-heart surgery, veterinary cardiologist Brian Scanson and his team were forced to place a catheter through Blue's neck to get to her heart. Oh. 
Wow, sounds like a dramatic procedure. I'm not going to read that. No one cares. Are these veterinarian surgeries, or did she like take this to like an actual doctor? <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming they're vets. Um. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Started making signs of a full recovery. Suddenly, the brave little bird began eating, walking, and generally behaving as it used to. Unfortunately, there was a hefty bill to pay. Blue's life reached around $10,000 after the total of all appointments and procedures. Furthermore, pet insurance didn't cover an estimated $7,500 worth of the cost because of the wait, general Wait, wait, wait. She had pet insurance for her chicken? Yep. Yep. But they but this is important. <laughs> they considered the heart defect a pre existing condition. Um, she says, It's a lot of money, but you do it for your kids. You do it for your dog. I wouldn't. You wouldn't even bet an eye if I said I spent ten thousand dollars on my dog to have his heart repaired. But when you say it's a chicken, people say, Oh my god, you spent how much on a chicken? You could just put her in a crock pot and go get another. I'd totally do it again, Seth, said Nothnagel. You want the best for your pets. She's family. What a moron. <laughs> yeah, that's free food, man. So my wife and I recently had the discussion. We are uh, we watch a show with our kids called Dr. Pole. Um, and he's a vet out in Michigan somewhere who works on big farm animals and then just regular animals. But anyways... There's often procedures that you know... I mean, they don't talk about the cost, but you know that they cost thousands of dollars to save an animal. So we're sitting there with our kids, and our oldest son said, Would you get that procedure for George, who's our kitten? And we both looked at each other, and Annika was like, <laughs> Well, maybe that's a good discussion to have. Like, what do you think the cap is for how much we'd spend on a procedure for George? And I was like, Eh, like $400? <laughs> She was like, oh, I was going to say 300 <laughs> And that's where we left it. So basically, if George needs anything more than shots, he's screwed. <laughs> um, do you remember the Baum family from Connecticut? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think, I'm sure you remember this. Um, they had, I, I went to do some work for them once. These are my neighbors. I was a high school kid. They said they had a bunch of peacocks that used to scream. And oh, terrify yeah. everyone in the neighborhood. And they asked me to clean the peacock cages. So I said, all right. So I worked all day long. There was like four inches of poop caked up on the bottom of this big pen. They were screaming at me. And the whole time I was doing this, these stupid dogs, these little like Yorkshire whatevers, were barking at me and yipping at me and then running away when I'd be like, get out of here. They just scamper off and then keep barking and barking and barking. It was It was the worst day of work I've ever had. And I go to the lady's front door. I said, hey, I'm all done. Your peacocks are all clean. She's like, here's $5. <laughs> and I wasn't even upset. I was like, oh, okay, I'm never coming back. All right. <laughs> and uh, so turns out that I saw, I was just looking for the news article. I can't find it. I remember this from when I was a kid. She paid around $6,000 for one of those dumb dogs to have a pacemaker put in so it would live. Oh, my gosh. Two weeks later, ran away, never came back. <laughs> Probably like once a car. Once it had the energy to flee, it was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> that was that bump I felt on Perry Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> we all had a good laugh because she deserved it. And the dog was probably happier getting eaten by coyotes than dealing with her all day. <laughs> she used to, dude, so she had all of this, uh, what was it, uh, Chinese art in her house. 
and we had a Japanese neighbor. And several times she invited the Japanese neighbor over to her house for dinner, but then only kept asking for her to tell her about the artwork on the wall that she had spent all this money on. And our Japanese neighbor kept saying, yeah, I'm not Chinese. I'm Japanese. I don't know anything about the art on your wall. (laughs) And like it didn't, it didn't compute. She's like, well, I, I thought you would know. Like they're all the same to her. <laughs> I mean, you're from Asia, aren't you? Yeah, you guys kind of look the same. <laughs> Should know. <laughs> she was about 85, 90 years old, and her husband was about the same age. And her husband watched pornography all the time. You would see like empty boxes or like the video cassette cases of pornographic movies like out in the lawn from their garbage very strange very strange (laughs) didn't even try to hide it it was weird man oh well i think i'm done with this cigar already huh well i've got like two inches left um it's lost a lot of its flavor it's pretty smoky okay okay i hear you it's still calling it huh Calling. No, it's okay. I think I'm calling it. Call it, you know, retire a champion, you know, consider a success. Don't smoke it too long, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, hey, we didn't mention this, but uh, I think it is important to note that this was a cigar that Manny sent to me. I know, it doesn't happen often, but you're welcome. Yeah, like like almost never. So I think (laughs) that we should, uh, you know, put a little... uh, put a little emphasis on the fact that uh, you make good choices, so send me more cigars. I make great choices. How much do you think the cigar is valued at? Or I mean, uh, by, by the flavor, like what would you value it at just as your smoking experience? I would be satisfied with the cigar if I spent $15 on it. Really? I mean like up to $15. I'm not saying okay. like, I want to buy it for $15. Okay. But like if I bought it for 15 bucks, smoked it, I wouldn't be like, oh, that was a disappointment for 15 bucks. Yep, yep. How much I'd value it? it. <clears throat> I'd value it around ten, and I think it was right about like ten to twelve bucks. Nice. It's always a little more in New York. Eight to twelve, I think, is what uh, what the your uh, your guy that you read off said. Yeah, he put eight dollars or eight dollars and nineteen cents, apparently. But oh wow, taxes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, it's not like a super high quality cigar. It's not, uh, not something I would put beyond like a $12 price point just, just for the cigar itself. Yeah. I would expect it to be around like 12 bucks. Yeah. But it is definitely not a bad cigar. Not Uh, at all. Especially for eight to $10. Yeah. And honestly, not as strong as I kept reading about everyone. Like all these reviews are saying, Oh, you can't handle the spice. This is too strong. And all these pictures of like that little flexing muscle arm emoji yeah wait okay next to next to gun emoji yeah this i mean it's it is on the stronger side um i don't know that someone who's not like a novice cigar smoker would enjoy it as much as we did but i'm not i don't feel sick or anything i don't feel buzzed from the nicotine or anything no it's definitely not a cigar that i think would put someone on their keister Oh, which I mean, wow. a lot, of, a so lot, of, like that. A lot of so uh, cigars that uh, incorporate Ligero in their uh, blend are often stronger cigars. But that was delicious, Manny. Well, I appreciate you. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. 
I'm happy to share. You know me. No, no, no. I didn't say thank you. I said I appreciate you. <laughs> okay. All right. Just, Take it easy. Yeah, just mark that down on the record there. Okay. Oh, Manny. Well, this has been good. Do we have any ideas for what we want to smoke next time? Dude, I'm running low. we got to buy some cigars. Well, I'm, uh, <laughs> I thought that I was running low. And then I recently had to uh, bring my humidor back to life as it was fairly dry. Um, so to do that, I emptied it out, reconditioned the entire humidor. But when emptying it out, I stacked up all my cigars. Because I knew I was going to leave them out for a couple hours while it conditioned. So I put them all in a couple of uh, Ziploc bags. And I packed two one-gallon Ziploc bags full of cigars. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. So I, I'm definitely not running low. Now, at the same time, I don't have a lot of multiples of ones that we haven't already smoked and reviewed. So you're doing pretty good. I'm down to, like, four good cigars, including the two that I bought today. <laughs> well, that's, that's sad. It is sad, man. You know, money's tight. You know, I invested in Bitcoin, but... <laughs> I already spent that money. Do we want to get into our Bitcoin segment? <laughs> or are well, we going on long enough? Our, I don't know that it's our Bitcoin segment. <laughs> uh, so we had a request from a fan to spend a fair amount of time doing a uh, discussion on Bitcoin. So yeah, we're he gonna... said he really likes when podcasters talk about Bitcoin when he doesn't have any. Mm-hmm. So we're going we're gonna to dedicate a good chunk of time to discussing Bitcoin updates every episode. My update is... <laughs> I you bought, no longer have Bitcoin. Yeah, I sold it all. I bought $100 in 2017 and sold it for $350 and bought a rifle. Nice. So I got a, I got a rifle on the way. I got a, a 300 Winchester Magnum from Mossberg. That you bought for 100 bucks. 350 bucks. Well, yeah, essentially 100 bucks. yeah. Yeah. Well done, Manny. Thanks, man. And that's how you do not invest, by the way. What do you mean? Uh, last I heard, they were talking about how the Bitcoin might go up another, I mean, it was like five times more, I think is what they were saying than what it currently is. Okay. But again, if I have a gun, I'll just take your Bitcoin. So <laughs> I don't know that you can take a Bitcoin well, with, with a 300 wing mag. I can shoot pretty far. So, <laughs> which then you wouldn't even give somebody the opportunity to transfer their Bitcoin <laughs> to your account. <laughs> it's called mining, dude. Read a book. <laughs> <laughs> well this is lovely manny yep well any uh, i think we, i think we've wasted enough of these folks time all four listeners i agree so uh we'll, we'll end it at that hey well thank you i mean no i appreciate you again <laughs> yeah careful i almost said it <laughs> but until next time uh may the force be with you <laughs> and also with you amen Good night. <laughs> <laughs>